Yoma, Perik Gimal Mishnah Aleph. From the eighth Mishnah of the first Perik until now, the Mishnah discussed aspects of the Avodah that were not performed on Yom Kippur. It now returns to where it left off at the end of the Mishnah in the first Perik, the seventh Mishnah, which stated that the Kohen Gadol was kept occupied on Yom Kippur nights until the time for slaughtering the Tamid. Our Mishnah describes the next step in the Yom Kippur service. Amalahem Hamamuneh, the appointed one, so this is the deputy Kohen Gadol, said to the Kohanim, Su'u uru'u im higiazman hashchita, go out to the high place in the temple courtyard and see whether the time for slaughtering the Tamid has arrived. The slaughtering of the Tamid is not valid at night, therefore before the Tamid was slaughtered, they had to be certain that the nights had ended and the day had begun. This procedure took place on all other days of the year as well. So, im if it had arrived, haro'eh, Omer Barakai, the one who saw it would say, Barakai, there is light. The next tenor holds that the Tamil was not slaughtered at the first sign of daylight, but somewhere later, Matitya ben Shemuel, Omer Matitya ben Shemuel, he's named in Shekalim 5 1 as being in charge of the temple lustries. He, he said that they would wait until a coin announced, Heir Pnea Kolam Israch, the entire eastern horizon has lit up. The Kohanim standing below him would then ask, Ad Sheba Hebron, has it lit until Hebron? This is to bring attention to the merits of our forefathers who were buried in Hebron, and he would say yes. Only then could the time be slaughtered, Mishnah bet. The Mishnah explains why someone had to be sent up to a higher place to see whether the time for slaughtering the time had arrived. Why did they need to do that? Why was it not enough for those standing on the ground to see that there was light? Because what? As in like, why, why are they not standing on the ground? Look, look up at this guy. Oh, it's light. Okay. Why does that have to go to a high place? Because it once happened on a cloudy night, cloudy night that moonlight rose in the east just before daybreak. But they thought that the east was lit by the sun. They slaughtered the Tamid before daybreak. They had to take out to the place for designated for burning disqualified offerings. From that time onward, they looked from a high place to make sure that the light was from the sun. Now, this mistake could not have been made on Yom Kippur because the moon rises in the east at daybreak only towards the end of each month. Still, the procedure described in the previous Mishnah took place every morning, including Yom Kippur, to prevent a similar mistake. So, it was it happened another time of year, but we teach it here because it is connected to this halakha of in the morning of Yom Kippur. Then the Mishnah now begins its description of the Kohen Gadol's actions on Yom Kippur morning. After it was announced that there was light in the sky, they took the Kohen Gadol down to the immersion room, the mikveh, so that he could immerse his body before slaughtering the tamid. No Kohen may enter the, be- the Betamikdash courtyard without first immersing in a mikveh as taught in the next Mishnah. The Mishnah digresses to state a rule for when Kohenim serving in the temple had to immerse or wash themselves. This was the rule in Betamikdash. Whoever moves his bowels requires immersion of his body in a mikveh before returning to his service. The Mishnah refers to a Kohen who had already immersed before entering the temple courtyard. He's not required to immerse again until he moves his bowels. And whoever urinates requires sanctification, washing of their hands and feet with water from the Kiar before returning to the service. The Kiar was a large basin that stood in the courtyard between the temple and the altar. Water flowed out of it through faucets, taps. A Kohen who had to sanctify his hands and feet stood next to the Kiar placed his right hand on his left foot and his left hand on his left foot and he rubbed his feet with water that flowed onto them from the Kiar. Uh, in fact, the Khan may not begin serving in the Bethlehemic Dash before washing his hands and feet with water from the Kiar. Okay, so we can see these are the rules um, regarding from when, you know, a general rule for when Khan serving in the Bethlehemic Dash had to immerse or wash themselves. Have a great day.